0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Thank you for joining us. We're going to have a calm conversation meant to help you sort of drift away or drift off. So relax, take a seat, maybe take a deep breath or not. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Marco Timpano.
1: I'm right here. I'm Amanda.
0: Uh, Amanda, today's episode is going to have a lot of sort of nods to our listeners. Nods? Nods, like nodding of the like head. Like nodding of the head, or like, or a, like a,
1: a gesture that you know, we recognize them.
0: What do you call this? When a I do? salute. A salute to, to our listeners. Before we go into that our feels episode, feels
1: very officious—a salute.
0: Well, okay, like a a thank you to
1: mm-hmm. our listeners.
0: So we have, you know, the Insomnia Project is a small team of people who get this podcast out there. They're both
1: here, and I am not the percentage the major percentage of the lift.
0: But uh, I would argue that it's more than just us.
1: It is more than just us. You've had so much help. Amy was amazing. It continues to be amazing.
0: Uh, nitty in the past as uh, well. There's 100%. Been all our guests. But above and beyond that, mm-hmm. we have some important listeners. Mm-hmm. One of whom listens in California and will always tell me when the ads that appear at the top of our episodes are too loud.
1: Mm-hmm. That's such helpful information and feedback.
0: And so when I hear that, I'm able to reach out to the podcast platform and say, those ads are a little bit loud. Can we remove them? Mm-hmm. And I've heard from other listeners too. So it's very helpful because every market has its own ads.
1: And having that dialogue with the podcast platform, we can we say their name? Of course. With ACAST. Yes. Um, is one of the reasons that you chose ACAST in the right. first place because they were very understanding of what our needs are and and, uh, how to deliver the best content to the listeners.
0: And they've been helpful, too. So they've been a part of our program. ACAST has helped us in many, many ways. Mm -hmm. Also, so this individual who I'm speaking of is Nima Karazi, one of our our good friends. Mm -hmm. And if you should hear an ad that is too loud, let us know. Tell us what market you're in and we'll have it removed.
1: And I think it's important to know, too, because not everybody knows this. We don't speak about it a lot, but if you do want ad-free content from us, we are very happy to provide that for you, as is ACAST. And they are available for actually quite a small fee um, that uh, might be a worthy investment into your sleep. So something to think
0: about. Yeah, so if you want to hear these episodes with no ads, you just go to Mm -hmm. our link on our show notes or go to ACAST, the Insomnia Project, and you'll find that. And, of course, we have our Patreon Pat- Patreon, yeah? episodes, which is extra content. Is it Patreon or Patreon? I always say Patreon. People say Patreon. I don't know.
1: Well, mo- hopefully we've said it enough both ways so that you know what we're talking about. And there's lots of extra ad-free content on there as well.
0: So I want to give a shout out to our friend Nima mm-hmm. Nima Karazi, who has a podcast called Our Gastric Sleeve that we've mentioned a few times here mm-hmm. on the podcast. Uh, His podcast is nominated for two awards in two categories at the Just Be You Bariatric Awards hosted by Kelly and Jules, I want to say. Amazing. And that's coming up September 30th at the Howard Theater in Washington, D.C. And we're so thrilled for them and...
1: That's an in-person event, those awards? Yes. Well, that is a very incredible Nima, and this is the first time I'm hearing about this. So um, that's incredible news, and good for you. And it's an amazing podcast and quite a journey that all three of those people have been on, actually.
0: It's so fantastic. I've been on it, too. Yeah. And I I believe I'm going to be going up on a following episode, but Mm -hmm. I don't want to say too much. Uh, And that's at the Howard Theater. Did you perform at the Howard Theater in Washington, D.C.? In D.C.? Yeah.
1: Uh, you know, I don't think I ever performed in D.C. Okay. I've, I've been to D.C. I uh, love D.C. It's actually one of my favorite cities in the U.S. Is it really? Yeah, I, I didn't DC. know that. You didn't know that?
0: Well, we've never been there together. That's
1: a good point, actually. Do you want to know why? Yeah, or I what? S-
0: most certainly do want to know why.
1: Well... I went to DC as a small child on a very hot summer road trip. And that was not a fun time. I don't remember how old I was, but I wasn't, I was under the age of 10. And uh, I just remember it was really, really hot. And we were sort of walking around. And when you're, you know, eight, nine, historical landmarks about your country are not, usually what floats your boat, I was more, the trip for me was more about the amusement parks that we went to and less about, you know, the Capitol building. But, um, so I, I guess I didn't have much thought going to DC when I finally went again, I had a very dear friend, still a dear friend, um, who, um, had just gotten married, uh, and her husband, um, and that's actually, I should probably tell the story of of, of them sometime on this podcast. Sure, it's, it's an interesting story. But um, for for our purposes right now, uh, they had just gotten married, and he was going to, I believe, Johns Johns Hopkins. Is it John Hopkins or John? I think
0: it's John.
1: Well, anyway, Hopkins uh, University, which I believe is in DC. And um, so I was going down on one of my many, many, many trips to see my family in Florida. And so I did a stop over there for a day or two, not very long, sure. but to just check in with them and to enjoy the city a little bit. And I really enjoyed the city. I First off, there's only a few cities that I've gotten to be at, at least in the U.S., by myself. And I think exploring a city by yourself, alone, and on your own terms is something everybody should do at least once. And I would argue, if you could, if you have the luxury, doing it once a year.
0: It's great. I love doing that as well. Finding a city you haven't been to and just doing your own thing, Mm -hmm. answering to no one but yourself, and just exploring it with your own fresh eyes is a delight.
1: And it's funny because you and I... I mean, we love spending time together, so we haven't done that really a whole lot once we've been married, which has been now a long time, but this is before I met you. So I went and explored the city on my own terms. I went to some of the – well, I did see the university, but also some of the monuments is what I was going to say. Mm -hmm. And um, the thing that I love the most about D.C., a few things. There's a lot of green space. There's a lot of walkable space and gorgeous homes and architecture that have a very city feel, but it's that community city kind of feel, if that makes sense at all. Of course. Because it's been a city for a long time. So some of the homes are really, like the townhouses and things like that, are really incredible. Um, I went to the Vietnam Memorial, among other things, which is a beautiful um, space, in fact. And the thing I love the most about it is that everybody was really um, interested, interesting, and smart. Wow. It's a smart city. It's a city for people who want to discuss political ideals, no matter where you fall on that spectrum. It's a city that pe- for people who love food. The food was right. really great because it's a city that caters to people from all over the world. So it has to have... Um, a vibrancy a welcomeness to people from all over the world and there's so much i've never been in the smithsonian i've been so if i go back i'd like to go there tell us about that
0: i will but first i want to ask you oh while in washington Mm -hmm. did you happen to be or enjoy any patios or terraces
1: um i did it was quite a long time ago um but I do think there was at least one restaurant that okay. overlooked the mall. Um, and uh, that was amazing. I've been to a lot. And I have to say that um, that uh, uh, very brilliantly done segue is actually today's show idea, which comes from Allison Harding Shogalev. I hope I'm saying that right. Who's one of our amazing listeners. And
0: feel free to reach out to us on Instagram as... Allison did with Show Ideas, uh, answering one of my Instagram questions, with, which is, what do you want to hear? And today we're Mm going to talk about patios and terraces.
1: So tell me about one of yours.
0: Okay, I think I need to start, Amanda, with our patio and how much I love what it has become, mainly thanks to you. That's very
1: sweet. Thank you.
0: We live in the city, and so Mm -hmm. we have a, a very proportionally appropriate backyard, another way to say small.
1: The Brits would say a small garden in the back. They call everything a garden if it's outdoor
0: space. And we have a large Norwegian maple tree back there. We do. Which provides quite a bit of shade. Mm -hmm. And prior to what we did, there was a little patch of grass that got no sun. So it was mainly dirt with a few little grass sprigs.
1: Yeah, it wasn't really a great backspace, that's for sure.
0: It was the kind of thing that if you saw it, you said, "Mm, maybe I'll just stay inside instead of enjoying (laughs) the outside. Yeah. But Amanda had a brilliant idea of making it all patio. And we did that. And then Amanda has a lot of, as you might know, design inspiration, design ideas. Um, You love watching those home shows. So you you sort of designed how the backyard would look. And Mm -hmm. it's a beautiful space, which I love going to. And I love celebrating with you and our friends out there. We bring our indoor plants out.
1: We do. <laughs> we see who those poor plants, man. They 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 put in a lot of time over the winter and we see who can make it through the winter and then they go back out at the end.
0: And because we we're north and south facing, they don't get as much sun as they'd probably like. Yeah. So whoever whoever makes it through the winter gets to go outside. Yeah. And uh some of our monstera's got a little bit too much sun. It was an
1: incredibly, incredibly hot week this week, and that's not normally our problem when we bring them out. Nope. Usually, the the concern is is it cold enough? Is it too cold at night? Especially in in the spring and early summer months. Um, however,
0: we brought we brought our my beautiful monstera's out, and I think I put them too much in the sun. Oh, and those they poor got, things! They got a little bit. Scorched, but I'm 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 hopeful they're hardy
1: mm-hmm. and they've weathered the heat and hopefully they are realized that they have a nice long hopefully more temperate summer ahead of them and listen I'm just sending them all the good vibes that they're gonna survive and
0: exactly so I'll start there that's one of my favorite patios is the okay. patio that we have at home mm-hmm. but if I reflect back and maybe you can tell us the difference between a terrace and a patio because I'm just going to talk about the patios I've been to. Okay. In Mexico City with Daniela Vlasgallik. Oh, okay. On the rooftop of some hotel we went to, and it was like one of those places where it's really cool and hip, and there's a lot of good-looking young people there, and we were there. I wasn't there. You weren't there. Okay. Because it was one... But I
1: did, I was at a very swanky place with Daniela, so I thought you meant there, but that was somewhere else.
0: It was Sao Paulo, Brazil, not not Mexico City. Very
1: different countries. Different
0: countries, but I was there with Daniela, David Snellgrove, and our bosses because we were there for work. Mm -hmm. And we went to the swanky, you know, rooftop. In spot in Sao Paulo, and everybody was drinking these delightful drinks, and everyone was having a lovely time, and the DJ was fantastic, and the sun was sort of setting. Mm -hmm. We all had this beautiful glow on us, and it was wonderful.
1: Nice. That's so nice. Um, Well, it's funny that you said that, because you actually reminded me of... um, and I don't normally know what we're going to talk about, but I had a little bit of a tip off that we were going to talk about something about outdoor spaces today. But this wasn't the one that immediately sprang to mind. But now that you've said that, because you said Mexico City by accident, but actually I'm thinking of a beautiful patio that we sat on in Mexico City, of which there are many in, sure. in, in that city. But I'm thinking of the, um, the square in Coyoacan, Okay. Um, near Frida Kahlo's house and, and lots of other things. We may have talked about it on this on this podcast before. There's a series of about four or five restaurants in that little square and um, beautiful patio there. Okay. Gorgeous. That overlooks sort of part of that town square fountain and there's streets kind of coming off of each part of the square, including... Frida Kahlo's house. So it's, it's definitely an artistic area, a vibrant and colorful area, but also there's, you know, pigeons, um, you know, trying to see what they can find there. Some
0: artistic inspiration yeah. being able to see Frida Kahlo's house. The type
1: of place you could have, um, you know, a cafe con leche sure, and just sit and, and wander and, or dream, just sit and dream, and people watch, or you know wander around and meander, and have a little, um, you know, a churro from one place, a coffee from another. So I would say Khan, that that those patios. There's a few there. I see, but collectively are are really nice. Now you asked me the difference between a terrace and a patio. Yes. So they're both outdoor areas that are usually attached to a building like a restaurant or a house like ours. Um, they're designed for people to enjoy the outdoors and to spend time outside. However, there are differences. Okay. Because I don't know that I would know this either.
0: I used to live on a street called Twilight Terrace.
1: You did.
0: So so I, I never... Quite knew what a terrace was. Of course, I know what a patio is, but I.
1: Okay, well, I feel like I know what a patio is more, so I'm going to start with that definition. A patio is a ground level outdoor area that is usually directly connected to the main floor of a house or building. Patios are often located in the backyard or garden area, they can be made of concrete or brick. They are typically used for outdoor dining, outdoor relaxation, or entertaining guests.
0: So my my patio in Sao Paulo wouldn't be considered a patio. So I was wrong there. Interesting, because it's not on the ground. It wasn't. But, it was really high up in a hotel. But our
1: backyard, which I wasn't sure I would call that a patio, that is for sure. We use it for outdoor dining and for entertaining, and it is attached. So, all right. So then, what is a terrace? Everyone needs to know. Yeah. It is built on a higher level than the ground around it. Terraces are often found on the upper floors of buildings, so this Sao Paulo place might be exactly that. Exactly. Like, like apartments or houses, it says here.
0: Probably hotels as well.
1: Right, exactly. And they provide a great view of the surrounding area, which you said it did. They can be made of materials, again, wood, stone, concrete. Sometimes they have walls around them for safety or railings. So you are actually on a terrace, not a patio.
0: Wow. So that brings me to what is a lanai?
1: Now, my understanding of a lanai is that it's a decked area. So it's sort of uh, a decked area within a patio?
0: Well, according to a quick search, it says a lanai is a traditional Hawaiian structure... Which is a private space attached to an apartment, house, or hotel and typically features at least one wall open to the elements. Okay, It can act as a second living room and is typically found in warmer clients.
1: Okay. So it's a bit more attached and covered, but it does have one open space
0: or wall. I I, I think, you know, like your parents' place. Yeah. You can open that whole uh, screen door and then you can be outside or in. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And so you go from your inside out, but it's all open.
1: Right. So it's actually funny that you said lanai. Mm -hmm. And I, I did know that was a Hawaiian word because I immediately was thinking about a place in Hawaii we went to. Not this last time, in fact, but on the big island of Hawaii. Okay. Now, I, I don't know if you remember this, but it was the last place we stopped for coffee, just driving around the island. We were coming back up that day. We might have even been flying out that day. I don't know. But it was sort of the Kona part, so the west part of the Hawaiian island. And it's called uh, Um, It's near where Captain Cook, there's like a Captain Cook monument there. Oh,
0: yes, yes, yes.
1: Do you remember stopping for coffee? It actually... It was beautiful. And then it started raining.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we were overlooking mountains and coffee plantations, I believe. Okay. There. And we just stopped, got a coffee. There was nobody else there, but it was a, a proper lanai because it, there was that open wall I with the view. I do remember. I do. And then you looked at the view, and it was just this incredible view of rolling green, lush hills and plantations and
0: coffee trees.
1: Yeah. And the street. Dormy, like the 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 mist of the clouds that never quite go away in Hawaii, but then never quite—they're just always kind of there, lingering. That that lingering cloud that kind of hangs over and protects Hawaii. Um, that's the first one I thought of, actually.
0: You you made me think of so. If we go from Kona mm-hmm. on the Big Island to Hilo on the Big Island. Mm-hmm. And I may have said this before on the podcast, but bear with me. Mm. So we found an Airbnb and we got to Hilo late at night. So we were able to take our luggage to our room mm-hmm. and there was this kind of walkway, lanai. Like it was a walkway, then it opened to a lanai mm-hmm. and then our, our room attached to, to the lanai. And... I was we, we couldn't really see because it was pitch black and, right, and, and there's like, not a lot of light pollution there and whatnot. So we true. Could get into our room and we could hear the, some sounds, but we couldn't make out what those sounds. Once again, it was late at night. Mm-hmm. We, we had a wonderful place to rest our heads. It was a wonderful place. In the morning, breakfast was provided. I opened our door, went out on the lanai and saw that some of the sounds we heard was a waterfall in our backyard right? that was on the property. It was just this beautiful waterfall, a natural waterfall, not a man, man or person built one. And mm-hmm, it right. was just... It was huge. With the tropical uh, plants, including monsteras all around, it was wonderful.
1: It was. It was gorgeous. And uh, the, the guy that ran the place, it was his home and he it was just a sort of part of his home. And uh, he would always make sure we had breakfast ready. On the lanai on or terrace. On the lanai, yeah. uh, on the terrace, overlooking, I guess, lanai or we in Hawaii, overlooking this waterfall, this gorgeous waterfall. Um, you know, just simple breakfast, coffee, pineapple, but beautiful.
0: And then I have one last place before we end this episode. Okay. So I was a tour guide in Europe, mm-hmm. in Italy in particular, mm-hmm. and I was very fortunate because I got to see quite a bit of Tuscany, because one of my travel areas was Tuscany, Mm. and we would go to this beautiful hotel, and it was in Tuscany, and it was a former monastery, no, where did convent, that's where nuns used to work.
1: Right, yes.
0: So, it was a former convent that had been transformed into this beautiful, beautiful hotel. right. And they had this patio because it's on the first floor. Was it on the second floor? Mm-hmm. With pavers,
1: mm-hmm.
0: where you could have breakfast and coffee, and it just out—you just saw the rolling hills of Tuscany with this monastery, parts of the monastery in your view. Mm-hmm. It was gorgeous mm-hmm. and delightful, and of course, the breakfast that you would, would get was wonderful, beautiful. And when the sun would set, there's something about when the sun sets in Tuscany—the colors. That come come out of that sunset are just delightful.
1: Yeah, I uh, I was thinking of Italy too, thinking of the terraces of San Gimignano. We have some pictures there, and again, those rolling hills, gorgeous.
0: And I have another uh, story with regards to that particular place, but I won't tell it here. I'll tell it on the patron episode okay. because it it gets a little bit. Um, Funky, shall we say.
1: Well, that's where all the funky people go, to the, to Patreon. So <laughs> I guess we'll head on over there.
0: And that said, Amanda, um, let me ask you this. When, okay. when it comes to a patio, mm-hmm. what is important to you? Greenery. Oh, really? Yeah. I would have guessed comfortable seating.
1: Greenery is the most important thing to okay. me. Okay. Yeah. Because if there's any kind of outdoor exposure... You want it to feel lush and comforting. And to me, plants and plant life in any form, flowers, any form, um, is life and hope and creativity and rebirth, you know? And so if it's a patio that doesn't have any of that, I don't know, for me, it's, it's just a little sterile and. Sure. And uh, I need to have that greenery
0: around. So would that be one of the things that inspires you in an outdoor space?
1: Yeah. And I'm not saying it has to be a lush oasis, although I would never say no to one. It can be Sparks greenery that's, you know, um, very carefully put around certain places. I love having a lot of wood. I do love wood. Our, Our whole back patio is all wood. Because I love wood.
0: And you don't have a, a problem with corrugated metal, whereas that's not for me.
1: I like a corrugated. I could do a corrugated metal. I like different materials. Sure. But when all things are equal, I prefer the natural materials. So cedar, lush greenery, stone, that type of thing. What
0: else is something you want in a space that you find inspiring?
1: I just like things to be well-appointed. Okay. So I become really... I know when we set ours up every year, and I do it a little differently every year. I like having things deliberate. Okay. I don't like something that's, I don't like any mess out there. Sure. And yet, if there's a little, it's okay. If it's nature's mess, I just don't right. like human mess.
0: Fair. I yeah, like I something. like it
1: even. There's an evenness I need.
0: I like comfortable seating and okay. funk seating.
1: What does that mean?
0: So, you know, sometimes you go in these, they're like rattan eggs where you kind of sit back and mm-hmm. it's suspended. Yeah. For me, that's kind of funky.
1: So I didn't think you liked those. I do. You do? We're,
0: there was one, we were somewhere, I want to say Dominican Republic.
1: It was Domi- I know where you mean it was Dominican Republic. And it
0: kind of looked like those beehives that people yep. draw that have like a cone top. And it was like all rattan. I was in a bad mood, I'll admit it. And Amanda kind of just said, go in the beehive and just relax. And I went in there and I heard no other sounds (laughs) Mm -hmm. while Amanda dealt with whatever the issue was. And I just chilled and everything was fine.
1: And everything was fine because it's always going to be fine, especially in the Dominican.
0: It's true. It's true. And Amanda, I hope this episode was fine for our listeners. In particular, I want to say thank you to Allison for the suggestion of today's topics. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Nima Karazi. Congratulations from our podcast to yours. And to all our listeners, thank you for listening to us as we talk about our journeys to patios, terraces, and lanai's too. Mm -hmm. Until next time, we hope you were able to listen and sleep.